Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Within one point of the top spot in the Metro edition of Flyers Daily. Let's go. Another game day edition of Flyers Daily. We have a preview to take care of as the Flyers will take on the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. And we have a recap to take care of as the Flyers went to D.C. and took care of business. This is your Flyers Daily episode for Thursday, the 5th of March. The season is ticking down, 16 games to go. The Flyers within a top, one point of the top spot in the Metropolitan Division. Let me tell you real quick. Hey, you should come down to the game tonight against Carolina. But also, grab your friends and make plans now for the Flyers' final regular season Saturday night game. That's this Saturday, March 7th. Flyers take on the Buffalo Sabres in an Eastern Conference showdown. Shop for your tickets now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. Also, shop for your tickets for tonight at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. Come on down to the rink. It's the place to be. The Flyers are smoking hot. They take the season series over the Washington Capitals 3-0-1, and they hold Alexander Ovechkin to exactly zero points in four games against the Philadelphia Flyers tremendous game again tonight and in Flyers uh, Weekly that I did earlier on Thursday or Wednesday evening with Chris Terry we talked about this game from a Caps perspective and the thing that we we talked about and we agree on and I I know a lot of people agree with this is that you knew the Caps after the Flyers went 2-0-1 against them in their first three games this year and beat them 7-2 in Washington back on January 8th or February 8th. I can't even remember what it was at this point. The Flyers, they went in there tonight. They knew they were going to get the Caps' best game tonight. The Caps wanted to make a statement on a team that's creeping on them in the standings, and the Flyers still went out and stuck to their game, got down one nothing in this game, battled back, and beat the Caps 5-2. to A tremendous effort. Tom Wilson out there running around like a chicken with his head cut off, taking runs at everybody. And Robert Hag standing up for Claude Giroux, tremendous. Hag's not a fighter. Wilson's a big boy, but he stood in there and took it. And that galvanizes a team and that brings a team together. And we're going to hear from Matt Niskanen in just a couple of minutes uh, after the game. And he used that word galvanize when I asked him about that. Matt Niskanen, of course, the former capital to boot. But the Flyers get the win tonight. They take the two points in the standings. And it is a huge two points. It does a couple of things. It gives them a buffer when dealing with the team trailing them. And that's the Penguins who got a win the night prior. But it also puts them within one point of the top spot in the division. And at the Flyers Carnival, I talked to about eight different players, interviewing them on the air from the Carnival, and they all said the same thing. We want to get home ice. Putting ourselves and solidifying our position in the playoffs is not what we're after. What they were after is home ice, and they've gone after it, and they've continued to go after it, and that's been a huge difference for this team. They are relentless at this point. Uh, Flyers goal scorers in the game. Of course, I mentioned Lars Eller got the first goal for the Capitals, but the Flyers bounced back in the second period. Three straight goals on the power play. Travis Konechny, after probably getting one before, it went through review, but they couldn't see where the puck was. Nonetheless, Konechny gets the power play goal. He now matches his career eye the last two seasons Each, he had 24 goals. He's got 24 with 16 to play this year. He's going to top that record uh, for his career high in goals. Proveroff and Drew with the assist on that goal. Uh, At 14.48, it was Kevin Hayes of the second period, his 23rd. Flyers 19-0-1 when Kevin Hayes scores. Not bad. Derek Grant picked up a great assist on that goal. Boy, have you, you see great touch with guys down low with their stick. 
I don't know if I've ever seen great touch with a redirect of a shot from a skate the way that Derek Grant did it. Tremendous skilled play from Derek Grant, and he picks up an assist there, as does Nicholas Aubé-Kubel. Then Tyler Pitlick at 17.05 picks up a goal, assisted by Michael Raffle. Raffle is all over the ice tonight. And Derek Grant also picks up an assist there. Boy, I tell you, Derek Grant paying huge dividends for Chuck Fletcher already. He's got a goal and I think two or three assists already, and he's been great at penalty killing as well. Uh, so the Flyers get three goals in the period. Eventually, the Caps get one back late in the period at 18.32, but the Flyers' two third-period goals to put him away. 6.36, the late trailer was Ivan Provorov. Great pass from Jake Voracek. Great patience and vision from Jake Voracek to see it coming. And when you watch the replay on that, Provorov blows by Alexander Ovechkin, who's not back-checking hard into the zone. It looked like early Ovechkin, the guy who kind of hangs in the neutral zone. Provorov blows by him. That's Ovechkin's guy. And you see he tries to get on his horse to catch him, but you're not going to catch Provorov. And he buries right behind Braden Holpe, his 12th of the season. And then Scott Lawton at 14-15 gets a nice fortuitous bounce off a skate for his 13th of the season. Kevin Hayes picks up an assist on that one. 5-2 Flyers. Huge win. They outshoot the Caps 29-27. They they just were all over the Caps in this game. And the other part i got to bring up, Caps with 27 shots, they get two goals, 25 saves for Brian Elliott. And one of the big talking points heading into the game was, why are they going with Brian Elliott in this game? Why is Elaine Vigneault going with that? Well, shouldn't he go with the kid? It's a huge game. You're going to get with it a point for Well, look, you got to play both goalies. You're in a back-to-back. You had, going into tonight, five more back-to-backs, and you got to split the time. you got to play Elliott to keep him playing and sharp and, and keep that edge. And he was going to get one of these games, this one or uh, tonight against Carolina, We know that Carter Hart is great at home. We know that Brian Elliott has had tremendous success this season against the Caps. Why is is this not a no-brainer? Am I missing something here? (laughs) It's a no-brainer to go Brian Elliott in this game. And once again, if we've learned anything this year so far, it's that you've got to give this coach the benefit of the doubt in Elaine Vigneault because all he has done all season is push the right buttons. And he did it again. All right, let's get to Flyers defenseman, former Capitol defenseman, Matt Niskanen. He joined me right after the game from the locker room. Here's our conversation. Joining us right now on Flyers Daily, fresh off uh, a 5-2 win over the Washington Capitals, Matt Niskanen joins us. Matt, that had to feel really good tonight for you guys going 3-0-1 against your former team on the season. It sure did. The guys played hard. Um, Game got a little chippy, and uh, power play came through with a couple big ones. Or I guess one was right after the power play, but uh, the guys played hard and played well and beat a really good hockey team. So uh, we're uh, playing well right now. It's been a lot of fun. Matt, you, you were part of that group. You know they were going to come in very diligent and focused, attention to the details tonight because of what you guys did to them last time. And they wanted to make a statement tonight. They gave you a good punch, but you guys countered. Is confidence in your room right now just at an all-time high in your time here with the Flyers? Yeah, this is the best we've played. And um I think it's something that we've we've developed. Um, you know, we, it hasn't been an easy year for us. We've uh, been kind of flirting with the eighth, ninth seed the whole year, so we've had to work at it and get better. And um, we've been on a nice little run now because we've put in the work and uh, had good attitudes, and um, we're becoming a resilient bunch. And I, and I like that this time of year. 
But Matt, when you you bring up that you guys had to work for this, and that makes it a little bit more satisfying right now, knowing the way you guys are playing, because it took a lot of hard work. It took a lot of diligence and some learning of a new system under Elaine Vigneault and this new coaching staff. To get to this point at this time of year has to be incredibly rewarding for you guys. But how do you keep it going to make sure that you, you're not going to sustain, you know, you're not going to win every game the rest of the way. But how do you keep the detention to detail to keep playing really smart hockey and sticking to what you guys do best? Well, I think that's exactly right. We just, we're, uh, we've earned where we're at, and we should be excited about it. And um, But I think we have to be realistic with uh, how we play each and every night, continue to push ourselves, uh, find ways to get better. Um, you know, there's still a lot, a long ways to go just to get to the end of the regular season, and we got to get in. So, so we got to keep pushing ourselves to be better and pay attention to details on on where we can tweak a thing here or there and continue to get better. And um, I, I like our team, though. We we still have potential to grow, and I think we recognize that. Uh, Matt, one of the things for you guys is, and you in particular, you've been through the wars of the playoffs many times. Uh, you went to a cup final. You hoisted Lord Stanley's chalice. Does, does this team feel like, or did this game rather, feel like a playoff game to you? You mentioned the physicality, and it was physical. There was no room out there. Yeah, it's um, that was like a first round game, uh, as close as to you, as close to it as you can get for a regular season game. Um, you know, early March, and um, it was competitive. Uh, like you said, not a lot of space. There was tight checking physical play um it seemed like every loose puck was important and we approached it that way so um a lot of good things we had good habits tonight and um we'd like to keep that keep that going last question for you matt um one of the things that happened like tom wilson was running around that's part of his game i don't i don't begrudge him for that but one of your fellow defensemen robert hag stepped in and, and answered the bell when he took a little bit of a late run at claude Giroux. What was the chatter on the bench after Robert did that? Because I, I'm a firm believer that that goes a really long way in a locker room. It really does. You know, everybody knows that, uh, you know, 43 in red tonight's going to, he's going to hit some people and some might be a little late and he's not afraid to go after good players. So um, Robert Hague steps in and does the right thing and that just galvanizes the group and everyone recognizes it and, took some coconuts to stand in there and take a couple from uh, one of the toughest guys around and um, the bench loved it and I think that was a big part of the story tonight is we didn't back down from their physicality. Yeah well and you mentioned galvanize and that's absolutely a great word for it. Hey Matt we know you guys got to run you got short turnaround game tomorrow in Carolina best of luck uh, coming up tonight against the Canes and look forward to keeping it going great job tonight. All right, thanks All right, let's get to some Twitter questions thanks to Matt Niskanen and we start off with Robert. He said, how impressive is it that the Flyers held Ovi pointless in all four games of the season? Yeah, I mentioned that before. That is not an easy task. It really isn't. And they gave the Caps their fair share of power plays, too. But to hold Alexander Ovechkin, the greatest scorer in the history of this game. I'm not saying he's the greatest player. He's the greatest scorer in the history of this game. Pointless in four games is unbelievable. Uh, Jaden tweets in and says, I'm getting a very strong playoff vibe from the bottom six. I wouldn't be surprised if a player like Grant, Pitlick, Nicholas Albe, Kubel, or Raffle would end up getting a series-clinching OT goal come April, hopefully May and June. Well, Jaden, you're absolutely right. That's that's the thing about this team. They can roll four lines. All four lines can score. You have tremendous depth scoring. And Elaine Vigneault is not afraid to put any line out there against any other line in any situation. That's a great thing for this team. It's why they're built for success in the playoffs, and I totally agree. And if I do recall, in 2010, didn't Danny Carcillo have an overtime winner? 
I think Tim Saunders on the call was like, Carcillo, Carcillo, dang Carcillo. But uh, that's my Tim Saunders impression. Have to deal with it. Uh, Mike tweets in and says, would it be best to leave Nolan Patrick out for the year at this point, or is he a viable, necessary piece uh, to play? Well, it's, it's interesting because obviously one of the things that came out of this Caps game is that James Van Riemsdyk broke his hand blocking a shot. Um, while he's not a center, um, Nolan Patrick is a center. Nolan Patrick can play the wing as well. But uh, that being said, they are going to call Joel Farabee back up, and they'll deal with that that way. Uh, Patrick is not going to be put in because somebody else went out. He's going to be put in if he's able to play and handle it and uh, be cleared to be able to play. They're not going to rush him because a player went out. Mark Wilk tweets in. He says, just enjoy the ride, but seriously, I haven't felt this good about a Flyers team in a long time. They do all the little things. Yeah, I've been telling people enjoy the ride. That, that's been my my mantra when it comes to this team right now. But you're right. They do. They do all the little things. At least right now they're doing all the little things, and it's adding up with, with seven straight wins. Colin Berger tweets in. He says, as a man who's never played organized hockey, what goes into a coach's system, and how does it make a difference with professional players from team to team? Well, some coaches, like a guy like Guy Boucher, who coached in Tampa, coached in Ottawa, he had a really passive four-check system. It was called a 1-3-1. Um, and basically what he did was sit back, clog you, and then try and uh, get, get his offense from transition off turnovers. A guy like Elaine Vigneault likes to put the pressure on the puck, a two-man on the puck, you know, one man on the, you know, first man in on the man, second man support him, get the puck, and third man high. So uh, the team is built for that. The league is, that's the way it is now to stretch the ice. And the Flyers certainly have defensemen that can do that and stretch the ice with great stretch passes and also defensemen that can join the rush because of elite skating ability. Sandus Minnesota tweets in and says, do you think there's a chance this team is peaking too early? It's something we talked about actually on Flyers Weekly, me and Chris Tarion, but, um, as long as you don't go into a rut that's uh, you're unable to get out of, it, it's impossible to maintain this play through the remainder of the season. They're not going to go undefeated the rest of the way. Um, but it's a good time for them to really know what they're capable of. And this team does at this point. They know what they're capable of, and you heard that from Matt Niskanen. Garmin tweets in and says, What goalie is the coach going to go with come playoff time, the vet or the youngster? Carter Hart's the starting goalie on this team. Don't get confused because Brian Elliott played tonight against the team that's in first place right in front of him in the standings, that he's the number one. He's not. He's the backup. He's the 1B, if you will. It's Carter Hart, and come playoff time, uh, the coach will make that decision. Uh, Mitch tweets in. He says, just a quick fun one real quick. If, uh, if you had to see one flyer take on Tom Wilson, who would it be? Other than Chris Stewart, who doesn't dress, uh, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, Wilson's a big boy. But you know what? There's a guy on this team that can actually throw hands. He's done it a few times. He doesn't do it very often, but when he does, he kind of spazzes out. That's Jake Voracek. I wouldn't want to see him. I don't want to see him fighting Tom Wilson, and I'm sure he doesn't want to. But that being said, we'll see. Uh, I, I don't foresee anybody trying lining up to try and take him down. David Smith tweets in and says, just saw a pic of Nate Thompson in the locker room wearing the helmet after the game. Is that the worst visitor's locker room in the league? He says, I've seen elementary schools with better facilities from the looks of that picture. Well, teams oftentimes do not make your accommodations very great uh, in the NHL or NBA when you're visiting. Uh, they make it a little, a little rougher on you. It's not nearly as nice as the home locker room, I can guarantee you that. Brendan Byrne tweets in. And Scott Keogh, basically with the same question, uh, Brendan says, best teams to draw in the first round. And Scott says, who would you be? Your, who will be your ideal matchup for the Flyers in the first round of the playoffs? I, you know, I don't even look into that too much. Um, I mean, if I want to, if I pick an opponent, I, I would probably pick the New York Islanders. 
Um, I'm not going to take that 3-0-1 against the Caps this regular season and say I want the Caps because I don't. Um, they're a team that's playoff battle-tested and won a cup a couple years ago. So uh, I really don't go down that path a whole a whole heck of a lot. But uh, if I had to pick a team, I'll go with the New York Islanders. Flyers haven't even had real good success against them this year. Uh, that's the thing. Um, Jeff tweets and says, what are they going to do with JVR going down line changes, et cetera? Well, Joel Farabee will get the call back up. That, that, that's a great. Or, that's called organizational depth that you can go down and you can call up a guy like Joel Farabee to fill that role who's got skill and he'll be in a good position to come up and, and really perform well. Will Klein says, is a 10-game win streak a real possibility now? Well, you got the first seven, so yeah, of course it is. It's still alive. Sean Lynn says, is this a game where you'd rather have seen Hart? I'll take the win, but do we need a signature road win by the kid? The kid's got signature road wins. He won on Sunday and played really well against the Rangers. You got to stop letting the recency of something affect your mind. He's been good on the road. He had a troubling time on the road earlier this season. He's six and one in his last seven games. Don't worry. Chill. Blue and White says, think AV goes road and home splits and goal come playoff time? No. There's your answer. Uh, what's the best spot on Broad Street for the parade, says Nick Spiegel. I don't know. You got to determine that. My lawn chairs are probably still out there from when I left them when Ben Simmons made that three pointer against the Chinese team in preseason. So you can have my spot. 30 Dan says, how great is it to have guys like Raffle, Lawton, Pitlick that can play and contribute roles all over the lineup to help with this team's offensive production? 30 Dan, it is huge. I keep harping on it. Depth scoring, depth scoring, depth scoring. Tonight, you didn't get a goal from Voracek. You didn't get a goal from Claude Giroux. You didn't get a goal uh, from your top guy, Sean Couturier. What you got was you got depth scoring again. Your defense scores. They lead the NHL in defensive scoring. They have 43 defensive goals, and Shane Gostisbehere only has five on the year. That's insane. All right, last question. Rob Volkman tweets in. He says, I feel like the Flyers' strategy has been to force other teams' tough guys into retaliation penalties. I really don't want to see uh, the Flyers taking dumb penalties themselves. And I had a guy earlier tip me up saying, who's the Flyers' uh, enforcer? You don't need an enforcer anymore. What did all that running around on the ice tonight from Tom Wilson, what did that get the Caps? Other than the Flyers, a couple power plays, and took himself, who's a top-line player with Alexander Ovechkin, off the ice. And what that does when they go on the penalty kill is it screws up the rotation of their bench. A guy like Ovechkin's a rhythm player, too. If he's not, he plays power play, but he does not kill penalties. If they have to kill a lot of penalties, he sits on the bench. He's not going to be a guy that's out there uh, killing penalties for the team, and it messes up the rhythm of the bench. It's another downfall to taking an incessant amount of penalties in a game. All right, everybody, that is your Thursday edition of Flyers Daily. And we'll have another one for you tomorrow. That's the great thing. Uh, if you're not subscribed yet, I highly recommend that you do. If you haven't left us a rating, I highly recommend that you do. Same with the review. We appreciate it as always. Flyers Canes tonight, and with a win and two points and a capital loss against the New York Rangers, the Philadelphia Flyers, come Friday, could be sitting in first place in the Metropolitan Division. And won't that feel glorious on a nice March weekend? Everybody, game tonight. If you're going down, be loud. Have fun. Enjoy your hockey.